Amen. Thank you, choir. The cup of blessing that we bless. Is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one bread. I spent yesterday afternoon um, teaching Methodist history to a confirmation class from Galloway United Methodist Church. And for those of you over here who have been through confirmation class with me, or for any adults who recently went through our Methodist history class during um, our Sunday morning small groups, you know that when I teach Methodist history, I start at the very beginning, meaning the early church is found in the book of Acts. And I name one thing over and over and over again. Um, Anyone remember what that one thing is? Jesus, that's a good. Oh, I heard it, I heard it. The adults remember. You all all were the COVID confirmation class. You get a pass. Um, (laughs) Yes, we are an imperfect people with imperfect practices because the story of the United Methodist Church is the story of the church going all the way back to the formation of the church we find in Acts and moving through history as the church breaks apart and splinters um, from the first big break between the Eastern and Western churches in 1054 to our current reality within the United Methodist, within the life of Methodism, Um, But there's also moments when I go through that history where the church comes back together, unites for one reason or another. Why does all this happen? Because we are an imperfect people with imperfect practices. So while the overwhelming wisdom we find in Scripture concerning the church is that, yes, we are one body, and while we hear Jesus pray in the Gospel of John that we all may be one, we know that we struggle to be one. Even the words of Paul that we read today are words spoken from a place of division, Paul writes to the church in Corinth after receiving a letter um, about all the things going on. Let's just say it was messy. Division split the community of believers across a wide range of issues. And Paul writes hoping to give some inspiration, some hope, some guidance. So splits are not new. And they come from a very human place. We are all imperfect people with imperfect practices. And the history of the United Methodist Church is no different. It's a history of churches splitting and reuniting and splitting and reuniting more than once. But there's one very real, very inspiring, very meaningful way to me that the United Methodist Church lives into the passage of Scripture found in 1 Corinthians. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of that one bread. The United Methodist Church is a connectional church, meaning we share 
in mission and ministry together as the one body of Christ. All that we do here in this place is connected to every other United Methodist Church um, and the work that they do somewhere else in the world. Who we are, how we are set up, how we function, how we give, it's all structured around our call to be a connectional church. This is who we are at the core of our identity as United Methodists. We are who we are because we strive to live into that call of one body, many members. We share ministry. So as we continue through this worship theme of one body, many members, um, I do want to spend this morning just giving you a little bit of a United Methodist education. We are, as you heard in Children's Room, at Parkway Hills United Methodist Church. We are one local church branching out and connected to lots of other churches um, that moves from the local church level to a district level to a conference level to a jurisdictional level to the entire world. So I'm going to take a moment and just break that down for you for what that means. So we are part of a geographic area known as a district. We used to be the West Jackson District, but at the end of last year, our conference restructured and we combined with the East and West Jackson District. Mississippi United Methodism now has seven districts. We have yet to name those districts. And so we are being called District 4 but that is a little too Hunger Games for me, and I hate saying it. Put that aside. We do things as a district um, connected to all the other churches in our district, such as the Bethlehem Center in Jackson, the Good Shepherd Center in Vicksburg, Riggs Manor and Marth Coker Greenhouse Retirement Communities, training events, we provide scholarship opportunities, we begin new ministries, build new churches. Parkway Hills exists because of that very thing. The Bomba socks that we get delivered once a year, they have moved and reached individuals from here to Jackson and Vicksburg and Morton and Meridian and Forest because of our United Methodist connection. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? The East and West Jackson District, District 4, um, is part of the Mississippi Annual Conference. And as a conference, we join together with all the local churches in Mississippi to do things such as fund six community centers, the Methodist Children's Home, Wesley Foundation Campus Ministries, the United Methodist Hour, the Choctaw Mission, camping ministries in four locations, 12 retirement homes across the state, Millsaps and Russ College. Um, we equip, train, and educate individuals called into ministry we provide training and spiritual development opportunities for congregations. Our own Beds for Kids ministry and our East Flora support partnership with East Flora, they both received grants um, coming out of the work we do together as a conference in Mississippi, meaning they received grants coming from gifts from other churches. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? But it doesn't stop there. 
The Mississippi Annual Conference is part of the southeastern jurisdiction, and as a jurisdiction, we are connected with all the other local churches in the southeast to do things such as Lake Junaluska, to operate 152 retirement homes and long-term care facilities, to have available 52 hospitals and health care facilities, 63 children, youth, and family services, 16 ministries for persons with disabilities, 113 colleges, universities, and seminaries, and then just day-to-day -day witness and outreach through the United Methodist Churches in the Southeast. We have advocacy agencies on religion and race, the status and role of women, and our own justice-seeking building sitting directly across from the Capitol in Washington, D.C. The Southeastern jurisdiction is part of the global United Methodist Church, sharing ministry with the body of, uh, body of Christ across the United States, in Africa, Asia, Europe, and the Philippines, where we do such things as build new churches, educate and sustain areas as, um, with projects such as Africa University, um, which you heard about last year as part of our communion offering, um, and you know what we didn't share when we shared about Africa University, that one of the first churches to sponsor a student at Africa University was a small local church in Purvis, Mississippi. We have more than 2,000 advanced projects, which are funding ministries that do everything from build wells to provide clean water where needed across the globe, to education, to work to ensure we care for the creation, for our created order. As a global church, we feed people, we meet needs, we respond during disaster, and we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? I do want to tell you one of my favorite stories of the way we share ministry, and probably it's my favorite because of the personal connection, which you will all get when you hear it. I'm sure I've shared this story before. But in August of 2005, there was a Louisiana native who went to Reeves Memorial United Methodist Church in Monrovia, Liberia, as part of an initiative to help pastors in the Central Conference receive pension benefits. Well, while this Louisiana native was there, um, if you heard that timing, August 2005, you know what happened. Hurricane Katrina hit her home state, and we all know the destruction that was that storm. But before I share her story, let me tell you a little bit about Reeves Memorial United Methodist Church at this time in 2005. Children far outnumbered the adults, and those children knew something about loss. Many had lost their parents and family during Liberia's 14-year-old civil war um, or from another enemy, AIDS. They were living without electricity and running water. Their homes had been wrecked by war. And then they heard about this storm that devastated the home of their guest, their sister in Christ. And so the children wanted to do something. So they took up a collection in a country where 80% of the population lives below the poverty line, these children offered up pennies that they could donate. So they could donate $20 to the children of Louisiana. So the Louisiana United Methodist Bishop, William Hutchinson, received the money. It was a few months after Katrina. 
But with the money was this handwritten note scrawled on the bottom edge of a church bulletin that said, donation of U.S. $20 from the children of Reeves, United Method- Reeves Memorial United Methodist Church to the children of Louisiana, USA, in solidarity with their plight in the wake of the destruction of Hurricane Katrina. I know that story is about 18 years old, but it is my favorite. Those kids got it. Was it not a sharing in the body of Christ? This is what it means to be a connected church, to share in the body of Christ. It means no one is ever alone. It means we share lives with others we may never meet. And it means we are able to reach out and do things as a body that we could never do alone. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? We are part of a church that dreams. Dreams and then makes things happen. Because of our shared life together, there's a child in a school in Zimbabwe um, that eats lunch every day. A child's fed every day. In Kakata in Liberia, you'll find a hospital that's the only hospital to serve 750,000 people. And the hospital is there as a witness for the United Methodist Church. And I'm about to give you a long list of stats, um, but I just, when you hear them all, it's amazing what all we have done and do. In 2022, during a conflict in Goma in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, millions of people were displaced. The United Methodist Committee on Relief provided a $250,000 grant to supply 15,000 people, including women, children, and older adults with food, hygiene kits, and other essential support. Menstrual hygiene kits were distributed to protect more than 5,000 vulnerable women from infection. There was a 32-year-old mother of two living in one of the camps at the time, and she said, it's the first time I've seen a church that cares so much about people all the time. I'm not a United Methodist, she said, but I've just received food and hygiene kits. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? In 2022, our global ministries arm and the United Methodist Committee on Relief worked in mission in ministry in more than 110 countries with 506 partners around the world, approved grants totaling $51.9 million. We have 139 missionaries serving 61 countries, including 57 global mission fellows. United Methodist Committee on Relief responded to 97 humanitarian crises through 107 partners in 47 countries and awarded more than $41 million in grants. In 2023, $677,000 in grants went to aid with recovery work after wildfires in California, Washington, and Hawaii. Solar lanterns, meals, tents, clothes, heaters, first aid kits, hygiene kits, blankets went to Turkey and Syria a year ago after the devastating earthquake they had. We've provided refugee support in Syria, war relief in Ukraine, where it's estimated that 73,000 people suffering in the war received assistance, including humanitarian kits, shelter, legal support services, and psychological assistance. In 2023, Florida received $2 million in grant money for hurricane recovery 
and 165 households were assisted. Currently, we are offering humanitarian relief in Israel and Gaza, and I know at least 300 hygiene kits have gone to internally displaced people in Gaza. We provide scholarships, and through our Black College Fund, support students at 11 historically black United Methodist-related colleges and universities. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? How do we do this? How do we share ministry? We share ministry by sharing our resources, what we call apportioned mission shares. When you give, and as a church, when we fully live into our call to pay and support our portion of the mission, we make a dollar stretch around the world. Two cents of every dollar you give goes to our United Methodist Apportion Mission Shares to build churches, teach pastors, send missionaries, and send students to college. Six cents goes to designated giving through collectives such as the Advance, the World Service Fund, and church-wide special Sundays to do some of the work we have already named. Seven cents goes to district annual conference jurisdictional and jurisdictional related ministries and administrations. And 85 cents of every dollar stays right here at your local church, Parkway Hills. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? So yes, we are all imperfect people with imperfect practices. And the story of the Christian church is one of splitting and reuniting and splitting and reuniting more than once from the beginning. But we are also a people who at our best, when we are working as one body, well, we do some pretty amazing things, making a real difference in the lives of others around the world, sharing the message of Christ and coming over and over and over again to the table to remember this. The cup of 